0: Hello, Colorado. I'm Philip Jordan with I Love Colorado Beer. I Love Colorado Beer is your home for craft beer news, events, and behind-the-scenes interviews with brewers and brewery owners. We also have all your beer gear needs covered at ilovecoloradobeer.com. This includes shirts, hats, sweatshirts with koozies built right in, and much more. You can find our podcast at our website or on iTunes, and please make sure to rate every episode so we know we are giving you what you want to hear. You also can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Google+, just to name a few. Today on our show, we have Craig with Disteg Brewing with us. Now let's turn it to the interview. So I'm Philip at Disteg Brewing. I'm with? Uh, Craig
1: Rothkerry. I'm the owner and head brewmaster. Excellent. So when did Disteg Brewing begin? Uh, we opened up about two, a little over two years ago now. And it was uh, right around when like people started thinking they were crazy for opening breweries in Denver. <laughs> Excellent. So your you're way up north, north of Denver, where did this place come to be? So when my wife and I were initially looking at opening this up, we kind of walked all over the place. We went through every portion of Denver that we could find. We knew we wanted to be in Denver, but we were looking for, like, cool areas that kind of popped and had a really good vibe and had some some cool culture behind it. And it actually took us seven months to find a location. Like, we definitely spent a lot of time kind of pounding the concrete, looking for a good spot. And we kept finding ourselves coming back to the Tennyson Street area. It's just a really cool up-and-coming neighborhood that's just it's got a lot going on it was a cool art district still still pretty into the art and music scene so it just had a really great vibe wanted to bring it up here very cool
0: so this place opened its doors two years ago so you were in the process did you find it did you start small did you expand since then
1: haven't expanded since then i mean i've started with the same system and we've been using it from there definitely started small I mean, initially we were only open Friday and Saturday, yeah. so it was nothing—nothing nothing too big. I was a one-man show. I was doing everything. So started small, but now I have three employees, and we're open five days a week. So definitely grown, but no, no major like equipment or or building expansions. Absolutely. What were some of the challenges that you experienced with opening? Uh, I mean, I think anybody that's gone from being just a non-business owner to a new business owner goes through a lot of shock on how much paperwork and how much city involvement and state involvement and federal involvement there's really no like there's no single repository of information you really have to go out and find it all it's really broken up and hard to figure out so
0: yeah absolutely so where did this idea come from as far as did you start as a home brewer or
1: Yeah your wife? Yeah I was a little bit more than like your average home brewer I was uh, I was a mechanical engineer in a in the food and beverage industry um I've done some consulting for gala wineries, things like that. Um so I was homebrewing, but I was kinda of over the top. I had a touch screen automated system in my garage and nice <laughs> four-tap copper top bar in my basement with a built-in kegerator and the whole thing. <laughs> so I, I kinda took it and ran with it. <laughs> Not small scale at all No, No. What was, was
0: the first system you brewed with?
1: Um so I mean, like most homebrewers, I think I started with a pot on the oven and then or on the stove. And then were I you doing uh,
0: extract or were you the Yeah,
1: that? I started extract. I did about two or three batches of extract and then moved to all grain pretty shortly thereafter. Um, and then I was just, again, pretty over the top. I'd say at least every two weeks I was brewing a batch of beer. From there I started to build my touchscreen automated system in the garage. and hmm. That was a keg system, so I cut up three kegs and had an all grain set up with that and some you know automated temperature control and pumps and things of that nature. You must have had a lot of friends in the area. Yeah, yeah, we definitely had some good parties, that's for sure. Do you remember the first beer that you brewed? Oh, man. Actually, yeah, I do. It was a, uh, it was an Irish red I brewed way back in college. So, like, my my sister had bought me a gift certificate for my birthday to a beer store, and instead of blowing it on just $100 worth of beer, I, I saw a homebrew kit and I grabbed it. So nice. it, was, uh, it was kind of the, the impetus.
0: So you started on the stove. Tell me a little bit about your growth. Tell me, did you go from just the stove straight to like a barrel system? Did you use a...
1: No, I mean, it kind of went from stove, and then I got a propane burner that I picked up off of Craigslist and moved it outside and started doing bigger batches. Were and you then, doing kegels? Yep, moved to that right after, and that's awesome. kind of how the all-electric kind of touchscreen system came to be, kind of moved from kegs to the next thing. So, And then from there, I started building the rig that I'm using now here.
0: How long did it take to build the rig that you're using?
1: Uh, that was a long one. That was a pretty, I mean, I was still doing my full-time engineering job as well <laughs> while I was doing building that system. So I want to say it probably took me four or five months to really get it all welded up and, and put together.
0: So you said your wife kind of helped with, the, with starting this business where it is now. Yeah. What was her role then? Did she help you at all? Did you do it with her?
1: Um, no, she's always been kind of just, you know, it's my hobby. Let pretty me do my good. thing. But she drinks it, yeah. <laughs> and uh but no I mean she's obviously been a huge support starting a new brewery like you know when you quit your engineering job where you were doing pretty financially well to yeah. to going down and not making anything for the first couple of years you know it's a it's a big hit so it's a big financial stress on your family for sure yeah. um and she did a great job of just kind of being positive and and helping out and when we first opened she was here bartending whenever she could be and You know, I was here all the time just kind of helping make sure things ran well on Friday and Saturday, so.
0: Oh, that is kind of a shocker from that business to where you're at now. With that mindset, are you more scientific or are you more experimental in your beer making?
1: You know, I'm kind of, you know, you would think as a mechanical engineer I would be a lot more scientific, and I definitely bring it in, but I'm pretty low-key when it comes to brewing. I know a lot of people get, like, out of hand and kind of crazy about the numbers, and I'm kind of like... Uh, yeah, let's go for it, you know, like, every now and again, my brewer will look at me and be like, what about this, and I'm like, yeah, sure, do it up. <laughs> what type of beer do you brew? Um, I mean, obviously, with our name, like, we, we do have a focus on Belgian styles, um, but I wouldn't say that's what I do at all, we're we're all over the place, I mean, in the two two plus years, we've just released our, we're going to release our 77th beer today, Excellent. that we've made in two years, so, we do every style under the sun, and I just like to play all around a lot with the really cool flavors that you can pull from different yeast strains.
0: Do you repeat recipes a lot?
1: I don't. I mean, I have two recipes on the board that are always there, our, our house beer and our, uh, our french some. Tell me a little bit
0: about your house beer.
1: Uh, the house is like a, like a dry-hopped amber almost, but it's a little bit more malty than that. Um, it actually started out, this that was my baby. I've been brewing that beer for literally almost 10 years now. It's... Uh, it started out as a double IPA recipe, and over the 10 years I've tweaked it so many times that it's become a much more approachable, really well-balanced, like slightly malty, slightly hoppy. It's not super bitter, but it's dry hopped with Simcoe, so it has a really cool hop nose to it, but it's, it's just not over the top. It's very approachable. And it's definitely, like, a big crowd favorite for people to come big beer, in. That's beer, 8.9%. Yeah, I mean, that's the other thing. We, we do a lot of big beers here, without a doubt. A lot yeah. of people walk in and go, oh, and you're like, yeah. <laughs> but right now, you don't have anything under 53 especially. No, nothing under, I mean, honestly, that's pretty low for us. Like, usually, I, I have a couple double-digiters up there, and, and honestly, you shouldn't be surprised if you walk in and there's nothing below 7%.
0: Have you had a beer that just absolutely surprised you in sales, or it perhaps making it you just started making like a red and it turned out to be some
1: crazy yeah i mean that's gonna happen every now and again you know like you think you're making what you're you're gonna make and every now and again something happens and it just turns out differently and you know i mean the cool part about having the the one barrel system that we have is that we get to experiment a lot so you kind of got to roll with the punches a little bit um i mean i've been doing this for a long time so i'm very very confident and comfortable with brewing but you know every now and again something just happens and you're like oh and either it lands well or it goes down the drain. <laughs> so.
0: How often are you brewing? Using uh, we brew about
1: once a week. We do, we do a double batch every week, every time we brew. So we're making two to three barrels per, per batch. And then we really don't do any distribution to speak of. We're in a couple of places. I was on tap at Root Down and, and Ophelia just opened up. We're on tap over there right now. Okay, cool. So I try and hit like the cool little places that I think are a good good representation of I would almost say like a craft restaurant as well. You know I don't want to be in the big chains yeah. right now. Like I I just want to make sure that the food's as good as the beer that we're trying to make. You know. Yep. So, so tell me a little bit about your food. So you're a restaurant as well? No. No. no, no okay. No. Yeah. No. We uh, there's a ton of great restaurants in the area, but we don't we don't do any food production. Do you encourage people to bring in food? Yeah, people are more than welcome to bring in whatever they like. Do you have I food mean, trucks? I mean, every now and again, we get food trucks, mostly for bigger events, like our anniversaries, things like that. The neighborhood is just so amazing. I mean, you got hops and pie down the street, you know, there's Parisi, there's, there's all these incredible places to eat in this neighborhood. So I try and get people to do that. I'd rather, you know, keep the the neighborhood growing and, and have people eat in the hood because it's just such a, like, there's just such amazing things.
0: Well, so I was just going to ask you, um, so how many beers do you have on tap at all times?
1: We have eight taps. So I pretty much always have those full every now and again, something will disappear and I, we won't fill it back up until the next week, but always kind of rotating through, like I said, two, two mainstays and then the other six taps rotate through. Yep. So you said you're not distributing only to a couple of different places. Right. Um, do you have bombers? We have growlers. You have yeah. growlers. Okay. Yeah. So we definitely do growler fills. They're, Probably a little bit more pricey than the average growler, you know they're it's heavy not they're, they're heavy, heavy beers companies. and you know we're on a one barrel system so sometimes it can be difficult to keep up with demand. We're limited by the number of fermenters we have in the space so you know unfortunately we can't do big bulk discounts like a lot of the bigger breweries can no, absolutely. But. So, I mean, you've stayed
0: this size for two years. Any plans on expanding anytime soon?
1: You know, I'm always looking. I would like to. Uh, business is going well. I think we've established a good reputation as a as a pretty solid brewery in, in Denver. So, I Are mean... Are you
0: excited to move from a two or three barrel into a larger, or
1: does that kind of scare you a little bit? I mean, yes and no. Like, I've brewed on 15 barrel systems before. I've, sure. I've designed systems. That's awesome. <laughs> so, I, I, I know what I'm doing. I'm not... I'm not concerned about it in any way. I mean, I designed the CIP skid for a massive, you know, Gallo Wineries is like the biggest winery in California. So um, I'm pretty confident with all that. <laughs> cool. From the technical side, I'm very confident. But um, I guess the, the reason that I'd be a little tentative is you just don't get to play around as much. You know, like the the risk is a lot bigger on a 15-barrel system. Absolutely. You know, I mean, if I if I mess something up here trying something crazy, it hurts, but it's not... Thousands and thousands of dollars, you know. Sure.
0: Any plans on opening up new taps to accommodate for
1: that? No, I really like staying at eight taps, just because it kind of lets us rotate through faster. If the more taps you have, the less you're going through on each of the beers, you know. Like we're our sales are pretty, you know, we're we're pretty fill up on Friday, Saturday. So it's not like just because we have more taps, we'll sell more beer. You know, we're we're selling a good amount, and I like to keep it at eight because it lets us rotate new things. So what hours are we open right now? Uh, We're open Wednesday through Sunday. And then Wednesday through Friday, it's 4 to 11. Saturday's 2 to 11. And Sunday is 2 to 9.
0: How does, so how do you guys cater to families? Do you feel like you have a good community for family?
1: I mean, the Tennyson area is definitely
0: a baby-booming area. you yeah. we were talking about all these amazing places all around, restaurants and everything. And I'm yeah. sure families come in and enjoy dinner. Do you offer anything but beer, or do you just have beer?
1: No, we just have beer. But again, you know, if people yeah. want to bring in juice boxes or anything like that Absolutely. for their kids, I mean every now and again and somebody will want like a soda or something and you know we have to apologize because we don't have it but for the most part people do a great job of just bringing in what they need and you know roll in the stroller and have fun are you pet friendly (laughs) uh outside on the patio we do yeah we do allow we do allow dogs out there but just not inside yep very cool so how can I love
0: Colorado beer and our listeners help you guys to achieve your vision
1: um you know I just I think the biggest part is just keep drinking good beer you know like uh, I think one of the greatest parts about Denver is just to see the level of education in the customers that's mm-hmm. that's just completely on the rise. I mean, even two and a half years ago when we first opened, you could tell that people didn't really know a lot of the different styles or you know what they expected to taste when, when you put down a style in front of them. And just seeing the level of education in, in the Denver area grow has been fantastic. Yeah. I mean, I'm obviously a beer snob and mm-hmm. love great beers and. It was in the beginning. It was a little tough to see like people come in and had never tried a a Trappel or something like that. Right. And you're like, oh my god, like you haven't lived. <laughs> like you got to you got to try these amazing beers. And so it was it was good to push that education as well. And now it's really great to see people's palates becoming more refined mm-hmm. and being able to pick out good flavors and realize you know who's making good stuff and 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 really just been great to see that education level rise up. So of course in the last two years
0: with the boom of the micro brews, it's been awesome for the consumers. But what about for the owner? Have you seen any competition in that or are you kind of embracing that competition?
1: I mean right now everybody's doing great. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of hard to say like every brewery that opens seems to be doing well. So yeah. which is crazy and you got to love the Denver community for just Continuing to support all these new microbreweries, which is fantastic. But I don't know. I mean, in the f- next couple of years, if things keep at this pace, it's gonna it's gonna be a tough market. You know, right. like I said, with that with that education rising in the in the consumer, you know, it's it's gonna be really good to see that spread to other people. And technically, our customer base should just continue to increase for a while yet. So. I don't know. It's gonna be a really interesting industry to watch, I think.
0: Do you have any insights for upcoming brewers or people who wanna get in the brewing industry?
1: Um I mean it's a it's a awesome, fun, just great industry to be in. There's no question there. It is a lot of work. (laughs) Like everybody's like, Oh, you get to drink beer all day and it's like, yeah, but you know, sometimes you gotta walk in at nine AM and drink beer. (laughs) It's uh you gotta taste some samples and, and pull your day together. It's it's awesome and it's fantastic, but I mean, it's, it's a lot of work. I mean, but any small business ownership is is a ton of work. You know, it's, it's all about how much you care about your business. And if you care about your business, you're going to put in, you know, I was probably doing 90 hours a week for the first year without a break. So it's, it's a lot of work, but it's worth it. You know?
0: Excellent. Well, thank you so much. Is there anything else that I, that you haven't discussed that you'd like to say?
1: Uh, no, I mean, we're just going to keep trying to make great beer, and I hope people keep coming out to, to give it a try. And You know, we change things up all the time, so there's always something different on tap to, to give a whirl.
0: Excellent. So now we're at the part in the interview where we're in our lightning round questions. Are you familiar with this at all?
1: <laughs> yeah, a little bit.
0: Did you Have you listened to it? Do you know of what these questions are going to be? No. Do we change them No. Out? Perfect. All right, so... Unaware of the questions, I have twelve questions here. I want you to answer them as fast as you can. Um, you know, one word, very short, simple phrases. Okay. If you need to go back and explain anything or
1: it's gonna be tough, I'm a talker. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. You have to really hone down. Yeah, alright. At the end of the year we have um Ala Beer has a special prize for the fastest time. Oh, okay. So I am gonna grab my timer. And what was the most difficult beer you've ever made and why?
1: Oh man. Uh, I don't know. Do a bad start. Yeah, I know. A terrible Do start. Do prefer cans or bottles? <laughs> uh, bottles. Favorite beer in the world? Oh, God. Um, uh, quad, Belgian quad. Belgian quad, that yeah. works for me. Yeah.
0: Best brewery in the world?
1: Oh, uh, whew. These are hard questions. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: man. Just egg brewing. Yeah, there you go. Let's go with that one. Best brewer in the world?
1: Best brewer? That's uh, Brewer Wow uh, Adam over at Yaki Yeti, he's the man What is more fun, homebrewing or commercial brewing? Uh, they're both awesome How
0: frequently do you have to kick someone out because they're too drunk?
1: I've only done it twice in two years
0: Excellent, what is your name? Craig Rafter.: Favorite color? Blue Is Budweiser really the king of beers? <laughs> I think we all know the answer to that right? <laughs> How many beers do you currently have <laughs> on tap? Uh, eight. In the movie Strange Brew, what did Doug and Bob claim to have found in a beer bottle? Oh, God, I don't know. <laughs> a mouse. A mouse. There you go. One-oh-seven.
1: Probably quite atrocious. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, thank you for your time. I appreciate it. I'm both with Alicrado Beer. Thanks to Stag Brewing. Yeah, And hope Anytime. to see you all in here. It's a pleasure. I just want to give another thanks to Craig at Disteg Brewing. Please run over to our website, ilovecoloradobeer.com, and check out our beer gear. Also, remember to like us on Facebook and follow us for great promo codes on beer events, free beer, and you get an inside scoop on what's going on at your local brewery. Cheers!